Before we get going, please do not forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. This helps us get the show out to as many people as possible. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Couch Guy Sports. Thanks, guys, for listening, and enjoy the show. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 140. This is the first week in weeks. New decade. That we have everybody together. First time in the new decade that we have everybody together. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally, and producer Patty P. And we got a pretty solemn week right now for Boston sports. Celtics, we're going to start talking more Celtics as we get deeper into the season once all the Patriots news dies down. Once Red Sox uh, cheating news dies down. We'll talk more about the Celtics. We'll talk more about the Bruins. But for right now, these are the two dominating topics. We're tonight we're going to be talking about the Patriots losing in the wild card. We can talk more about the entire season really how they just they they had these consistent issues all season long and how they showed up when you really you needed this team to turn things around and they could not turn it around. The same issues just bit them in the ass the entire season. We're going to talk about that and then we're also going to talk about Tuesday's report from Evan Drellick and Ken Rosenthal, both both of The Athletic. Ken, I mean, uh, Evan Drellick, who was on the show before, friend of the show, Evan Drellick, been on here a couple of times now, broke a story uh, on Tuesday. Again, a giant report, much like the Houston Astros signed ceiling report. Which he also broke. Red Sox, yes, way. which both of them broke together. The 2018 Boston Red Sox caught stealing signs via the video replay room. We're going to talk more about that. Not necessarily really the same as the Houston Astros. Not nearly as egregious, but we'll get into it more. But first, baby, weekly dump. Red Sox are cheaters. Actually, really, in, in okay, so I guess that we'll, we'll get into the weekly dump here. Did you watch any of the, the Golden Globes? I watched his monologue, if that's where we're going. The Ricky Gervais monologue. Fire. Was incredible. Because, and you know what, and I've said this on the show before, it's, it feels like, and I'm all for like, you don't, you don't want to, I guess you don't want to offend people with, with certain rhetoric, but we're the, we, we got to a point in, in with social media, with culture that you can't say anything, you can't make jokes, you can't do anything without people honestly being fake outraged. There is so much fake outrage. There's so many people who just consistently just they get upset for other people. Yep. There's been there's been times there's been multiple times where people aren't even upset but other people are upset for them and therefore they think they have to be upset. And Ricky Gervais just took a flamethrower and tore down that self-entitled kiss ass Hollywood at the Golden Globes and it was it was glorious. Ricky Gervais, I didn't I did not follow this guy on Twitter. I and I I knew of Ricky Gervais. I liked him. Dude, every you know, joke he made, it was like Fuck you. Like, literally, after every joke he made, he's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm hosting. Whatever. You, I'm over it. Whatever. Like, it was, his, yeah, life, it was his last time hosting, too. It's great. But he was, he just, he just took a flamethrower and just tore down Hollywood. Yep. And it was electric all the way around. And that's just, we just need, like, he was up there and he straight up said, these are jokes at your expense. Basically, get over it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Don't be offended. We're all going to die and there's no sequel. The best part about it was the end when he was like, 
you guys don't really have a platform. You guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about when it comes to politics. Leave it alone. Come up here. Accept your awards. Thank your mom. Thank your dad. Thanks your agents. And get the fuck off the stage. Yes, and, and that's perfect because I am – the worst thing about watching award shows now is just every single time they go up, it's a political statement. It's a political statement. It's a political statement. Oh, and, awesome. I under, and I understand that stuff is important. But you don't have to shove it down my throat in every single thing that we do. You don't. We see it all the time. And, and Twitter's made it worse only because we see people now constantly on their on their soapboxes screaming about the issues that they want to scream about. Which, again, fine. Fuck it. I don't care. If you want to be happy about certain things and if you want to defend certain things, go for it. Do it. But now it's on Twitter 24 hours a day, and then you try to watch some entertainment, you try to watch a show, and then they're shoving it in your face again. We have some lady talking about basically how she's happy she, like, she's celebrating that she had an abortion, which I'm no, I'm no, I'm no abortion guy, I'm a pro-choice guy, 100%, but this lady is just, like, up there basically saying, yeah, I killed my baby, fuck it, like, it was crazy. Yep. She and like it was the entire award show was nuts. But Ricky Gervais did exactly what we needed people to do. People are finally shifting back to the middle, where you can be funny, you can be offensive, and it's not going to absolutely blow up in your face, and you're not going to get canceled because cancel culture culture has been awful. It's great. And it's not going to blow up in your face. It's you're not going to get canceled, and it's finally shifting back. In Ricky Gervais, phenomenal, phenomenal job, and also Joaquin Phoenix. Love Walking Phoenix, dude's dude played a great Joker. What a weirdo that guy is. That's why he's a Joker. Yeah, no, he was perfect for it. He, he might as like, well be a he might as well be the real life Joker, like a toned down version, because he actually is weird. It was it was it was weird, and he he gave one of those speeches too, which is fine, whatever. But the guy was the guy just he seems like an oddball. I've actually I don't think I've ever actually heard Walking Phoenix speak before. He's that odd. was like no, it's was, odd. It's, it's it is. you think he's playing a role in some movie. Like his voice is just odd. That's like when I first heard Christian Bale talk, maybe like six months ago. I had no idea the guy was British. Wait, really? I, I had no idea. <laughs> I had no clue. Because oh, every you need, I just, get, you need you need to get cultured, man. But that's the thing. Like I I watch movies, but every movie I've watched him in, like like he was he played a guy from from Lowell, Massachusetts. American accent, Boston accent, uh, Batman, American accent. I've never heard him actually All speak acting, bro. No, I know, but I've never actually heard him speak. And when I heard him speak in the award show, I looked at my girlfriend and I was like, is, is he, is that, is that his real voice? <laughs> is, is he acting right now? Yeah. Is this, is this a character? Is this a joke? What are we doing here? What is this? It was, yeah, but Ricky Gervais, the whole point of this, Awesome, awesome, awesome! Seven-minute monologue. If you haven't watched it yet, go back and watch it because it was electric. So now to the weekly dump. First things first. Wild card weekend. Massive disappointment for Patriots fans. The team that everybody expected, except for me. They were all so sure that he was oh, gonna stop tooting your own horn with that. I'm crap. gonna toot. I've been tooting my own horse since Saturday night. Saturday night. It wasn't night. hard to pick against the Patriots if you were gonna do it. Like, Not many so people many, did. So there many warning signs. You know why no one picked against Patriots? Because it was the, everybody was, you know what? We probably should, but we're not going to because that's when they win. So we're just going to pick Patriots. No way. And, oh, I can't speak to that. I don't know what's going on. But 
The Patriots had Tennessee coming into their home stadium. Everybody picked them, and they lost. It was the same exact thing that we saw all season. And again, we're going to talk about it more as the show goes on. Final score, 20-13. to 13. The Texans, they beat the Bills. Shouldn't have. They had to get it done in overtime. They should not have. Final score, 22-19. to 19. The Vikings, they knocked out Drew Brees. Where's all the rhetoric about Drew Brees being done? Where is Where's, Okay, and people are still want to talk about Brees being in the GOAT conversation. Yes. Like, no. 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 Yes. No. Bye-bye. Vikings, knock out Drew Brees. You in like the that? 6-20. to 20. You like that? Kirk Cousins gets his first playoff win. The Seahawks. Take out the Eagles in Philadelphia by a final score of 17-9. to The Lakers reportedly offered Anthony Davis. This is, a, this is a great story just because of everything going on in Lakertown with LeBron, with Anthony Davis. Everybody's, everybody's acting like the Lakers are this superpower that's going to be on for the next couple years. They offer Anthony Davis a max contract today. He says, no, 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 no. I'm going to hit free agency. Oh, LeBron must have shit himself. You know what? Honestly, I would not be shocked if this takes a toll on the team a little bit over the next couple weeks and there's actually like some kind of tension. You know what I really hope? I, this is like best case scenario for Celtics fans. Like, Lakers do fine. They don't win the championship. And then AD's like, nah, bro, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> or like so, he goes to play for like the Clippers or something. Like, I, I don't know. But this is just today when I saw this, I like almost jumped out of my seat with excitement. Because it just probably stuck a LeBron, uh, stick up LeBron's ass, like so far up his ass. Because his pretty boy AD, his partner in crime, wouldn't take the contract because he wants to go get courted. He wants the full NBA free agency experience. But so don't blame him. He deserves it. He's a really good player. Go do your thing. But like, f you, LeBron. And Anthony Davis. I mean, you know LeBron, and LeBron is so self entitled, like self self important that he thinks. Okay, now that Anthony Davis is here, he's going to sign back here and he's going to be a Laker for a while. And you know that must go right up his ass. I can't. Oh, it's so great. I mean, I'm it's curious of who else would actually like go after AD that AD would want to play for. Um, I don't know how many options there really are out there, but it'd be nice to at least see a little bit of a show before he signs back with the Lakers. That's for yeah. Sure. The Miami Heat are retiring Dwayne Wade's jersey, but they're having a three night ceremony to do it. I don't really know what that means. Hey, Nick. Maybe it's because they he wore number three. No, I know that. I just don't know um, what going to do for You know, he wore number three. three. Days. So three days. Get it? Got it? Good. <laughs> it's dumb. So maybe it's, we... it's the heat. Are you kidding me? Of course they're going to do something like this because they want to have Dwayne Wade plaster on everything possible because even though their team is like third in the Eastern Conference right now, they still can't fill the damn building. No. No, people only liked that team when LeBron was on that team. Well, well, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade put some seats, some butts in that seat. Put asses in the seats, yeah. Yeah, but what are you going to do for three days? I don't know. Pray that he retires. Pray that he puts a uniform on while he's on the court and starts playing, like, next to Jimmy Butler. I don't know. It's going to be so tired by the end of it. By the end of day three, everybody's going to be like, okay, can we just, can we finish this up, please? (laughs) But Nick, it's cool because, you know, he wore number three, and they're going (laughs) to celebrate for three days. Get it? You know, some middle-aged white guy in the boardroom was like, guys, he wore the number three. Hear me out. Hear me out. Three days of stuff. He wore the number three. No, no, listen. He wore the number three. So what if we had three days, three days of celebration for Dwayne Wade? I get it. He was a great player. 
this guy's not one of the greatest of all time. Like, there's no need to have a three-day celebration. Great. You, you've had a Hall of Famer play for your team. He wore the number three. Yeah, got it. He won three rings. Got it. Stop. 24 Gagging. scumbags have been arrested for the Australian wildfires, which is big news. The wide receivers coach, but more notably the special teams coach, because he really wasn't a, a wide receivers coach. And if he was a wide receivers coach for the Patriots, he didn't do that great of a job. The wide receivers sucked this year. He gets the head coaching gig in New York with the New York Giants, and he gets that over Josh McDaniels, who was supposed to meet with the team with the Giants later on in the week. They cucked him. They completely cucked Josh McDaniels, and they picked up Joe Judge. <laughs> okay, all of these teams have cocked on Josh McDaniels. Like, the only one left is the Browns. Yeah, that's the and, only team left. It's crazy. They want a decision made by this Saturday, and we record here on, what, the 7th, right? So they on Tuesday. Tuesday so they the want 7th, a decision 7th. by Saturday. And they also asked to interview Jim Schwartz, which is weird. Yeah, that is weird. But like, I don't know why. I think if did. McDaniels, if McDaniels wants the job, I bet you he gets that job. But Probably. if they if they don't, if they just hire this other guy and he actually wanted the gig, that is going to be a stain on McDaniels' legacy. Because he had that Colts job. If you're a Patriots fan, you root for this to happen because I think McDaniels coming back is the best bet for Brady to come back. I don't really know if I believe that, but we'll talk about that. And you're wrong. Reliever Steve. I don't really know how to say this guy's name. Kishek. Kishik? I thought From it was Falmouth, Massachusetts. What? I thought it was Kishik. Kishik? Okay. Won't be coming home from Falmouth, Falmouth, Massachusetts, as he signs a one-year $6 million deal with the Chicago White Sox, just further telling me that the Red Sox really don't care about winning this year because they couldn't afford a one-year $6 million contract? No, because they want to pay nothing because they're afraid of paying more money. Because they don't, they don't want to pay a damn thing. Because all that, the money's overseas at Liverpool. That was the weekly dump, and you're right. Boo, 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 boo. The Red Sox are cheap. Boo. So, <laughs> we're good. Red Sox are going to be the last topic of the night. Cheap and yeah, cheaters, I, baby. Coming at you know, strong. My mouth, my mouth is so stiff tonight, I don't know what is going on. Cotton mouth. I do, and I, I don't know why. I'm drinking plenty of water. I don't know what's going on. Guys, before we keep going... Let's talk about Seated. Seated is a fast-growing mobile app that allows restaurant goers to earn rewards and gift cards simply for making reservations through the app. Seated is currently available in the following cities, New York, Boston, Chicago, Philly, and Atlanta, and is coming soon to San Francisco, one of my favorite cities, L.A., Washington, D.C., Houston, Miami, Austin, Denver, Providence, and Seattle, which means more and more opportunities for earning referrals. Providence is big, especially if you're from around here. I go to Providence all the time, so if this, if this, once this app makes its way down to Providence, it's going to be so useful, and it's so easy to use, guys. Click the link in the description below and sign up and book your table in some of the hottest restaurants in Boston and soon Providence, helping not only us but you by getting rewarded just for reserving your table. Again, that is the Seated app. Get it in your app store. All right, first things first. The Patriots season is over. They lose to the Tennessee Titans at home. Mike Vrabel, Brian Tannehill, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, who took his foot and shoved it so far up your ass. Final score, 20-13. to 13. Derrick Henry, between his receiving yards, I think he had 22 receiving yards, and his running yards, do you know how many yards he got in total on Saturday? 
206, something 204 like that. yards. Was, yeah, and he was running there. He ran the football field twice. Dude, he had, he, he, literally, there was one drive where he had, like, every yard. It was, like, 79-yard drive, and he had every single one of them. He was a monster. and But that's the thing. We talked about this. So, the, the, something that irritates me with this Patriots team this year, the most, I think, is every season. They start off rough in September. And then as the season gets deeper and deeper, you see them starting to fix their issues. They fix their mistakes. They get into December. And then you don't want to play the Patriots in December. That's when they don't lose. The real season starts in January. January. Yeah, you don't want to come to you don't want to come to Gillette Stadium in January. You certainly don't want that. Well, this team did not show up at all this year. Didn't show up at all. And none of those issues that you had were fixed. Even when they were rolling at the start of the season, Jared, what was the number one issue with the defense? The defense was great. It was the run, was the run defense. It's they always, couldn't it's stop the run. the run. Nick Chubb, if he didn't drop the ball a couple times, Nick Chubb ran over your ass. Joe Mixon had a solid game. You could not stop the run. Mark Ingram ran over your ass. You had trouble stop, stopping the run. The, your defense was great overall, but that was your deficiency was the run defense. You had Derrick Henry, who led the league this year in rushing yards. Coming into Gillette Stadium, I don't know how anybody felt good about that. I don't know how anybody thought the defense was going to stop Derrick Henry. And they didn't. I just honestly didn't think the Titans were smart enough to just give him the ball every damn time, though. Mike Mike Vrabel, I'm all in on that guy as a coach. He's got it. He's got the chops. I think, and and you know what showed to me that he really has it is how he manipulated the time rule. To kill time in the fourth quarter. Because that was took, so he Belichick. Belichick. He took that Belichick was, and shoved it right back in his face. He said, F you, Belichick. I'm going to Belichick your, your sorry ass. Like, that and was such did. a Belichick time move. And Belichick was fumed on the sideline. And I'm like, Belichick, why are you yelling? This is something you do in a heartbeat. He did like, that. Bill did that earlier in the season when he didn't have to against the Jets. Yeah. It was great. I, I, I was honestly, I was actually laughing in excitement at that point. Because I think at that point, we all knew the game was over anyway. So when that was happening, I'm like, this is great. This is, this is phenomenal. Good job, Mike Vrabel. You get a golf clap for that one. That was great. And, and shout out to the Titans overall. Just the season they had, they turned it around. They had Marcus Mariota, who started the season. Now they've got Ryan Tannehill, a quarterback, who looks like a completely different guy, which is the craziest part because we've watched Ryan Tannehill. We've, the, the Patriots played Ryan Tannehill two times through the season over the past however many years since he's been in the league, and he sucked. Sucks. He wasn't good in Miami. And all of a sudden, he's with Tennessee. He is a competent coach. And he seems like a fine quarterback. I mean, I don't know if he's great. He was like nine for twelve. Yes. So that's that's like, something else that is really throw the ball. about this loss. How many total yards did he have? Take a guess. Passing One, yards. Passing yards like one oh four. Oh man. Jared, you might want to sit down. I am sitting down. Yeah, well, you might want to sit down. Get on the floor. <laughs> Just put your back on the floor. His final passing stat line, 8 for 15, 72 yards. He was that low? You got beat by a quarterback in an offense that had a quarterback who threw for 72 yards right. in a playoff game in your home stadium. All right, Marcus Mariota is going to come and save the day next year. Yeah. <laughs> take, yeah, take Marcus Mariota. Bring him to New England. I don't care at this point. That's not a bad idea. Bring Mariota back here. I don't care. But the 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 same issues that popped up all season long, they just kicked your ass. 
Number one was the was Derrick Henry and just running all over your ass. You win that game if you score when you're in the red zone. The Patriots all season long, 48% in the red zone. You know, how I, knew, you know how I knew they lost the game? Remember when they were like first first and goal on the one? On the one. Well, that's what I was gonna bring up. They're on the one yard line. They run it's not not this not the same exact play, but almost identical, same almost the identical play three times in a row. Yeah. That that series, I was like, oh shit, this game's over. This is it. Like they, they got three points because they were there, but like this is it. This is gonna come back to bite them. This game's gonna end and they're gonna lose because of this. Four you know how the extra four points would have done, right, Nick? They would have won. Yes, because they because would, Brady wouldn't have to throw them that pick six and exactly. rush the field if they scored a touchdown there. They would have been winning most of that game because, got to be fair, Nick, Patriots didn't allow a single point besides that pick six. Like defensively, they didn't allow a point the second half. No, and the defense overall was solid. Yeah, the Patriots the only scored 13 <laughs> points. Except Derrick Henry just ran over your ass. But it didn't even matter to... because Derrick Henry ran up your ass and didn't score again in the second half. Like they, the defense did enough to win that game. So I don't. I, as much as I want to sit here and blame the run defense, you can't because they know, did enough. They did enough offense. to win the game. The offense is what cost you. The play calling is what cost you. And this is why I want McDaniel's gone. Like fire him, make him go to Cleveland, make him not have a decision, and smell you later at this point. Because I think more often than not, the last two or three years, Nick, even though they were winning. We sat here a lot and complained about Josh McDaniels' play calling. We have because it's it's and it it showed in Tennessee. He almost just became predictable. Like you yeah. knew what was coming. You knew the screen pass to James White was coming. Just the fact that they, the fact that they ran the same play three times from the one yard line. All they had to do was just play action once, flip it over. They tried to run once, didn't work, and then they just all they had to do was play action. Half that offensive defensive line was like literally just like crammed in. They were all packed in because they knew what was coming. All you had to do was throw one play action pass. You probably have someone named Ben Watson or something wide open somewhere in the end zone. How long has Brady made a living of doing a quick play action pass in the in the red zone on the goal line besides QB sneaks to get touchdowns? Like it's what they do that works. And at least throw it up. Maybe even give a fade to Nikhil Harry. I hate the corner route. I hate when I hate when they just toss it up to the big guy in the corner. But do something other than just shoving it into the the Titans right down right in the Titans' face. They had you the first two times. So you think to run it again on the you know third play? You know what I'm for, and I don't think we've really seen this play a lot. Is and they did it a lot. Remember that back to the Seahawks Super Bowl. Um, when they had to score late, and I think they did it with Atlanta too, but you know those quick goal line outcuts, Edelman fakes the slant, comes back out, Amendola got one too. That they haven't really ran that play in no, a long you know, time. You know, another works. play that they don't run, and it probably would have been good in this situation, especially if you had a guy like Danny Amendola still on the team, is you pass out to like they did it for the two point conversion against Atlanta. You pass out to Danny Amendola. He goes. He gets behind the two receivers before the place before the ball snapped. He comes in behind the two receivers. You throw him the ball quick, and he just charges the 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 goal line. Yeah. You're on the one. You don't have to do much. Oh, you know, what really Brady? pisses me off. You know, what really pisses me off about this is deciding all of a sudden they want to use Landon Roberts, like on yeah. offense. Yes, like what as a runner, man? not even a pass catcher. And on you know what's play. stupid is like basically every time he was in an offense, they gave him the ball. So they thought for some reason that on the goal line being in power formation that handing him the ball on a fullback sneak would be sneaky. Like they thought they weren't <laughs> going to figure it out. Okay, guys, Alandon Robertson, he plays defense, but he's in, but they're in a power formation. He's probably going to run the football. Okay, good. And they figured it out. 
It's like, be creative. Be, just be Josh McDaniels that we know you can be. Play calling has been awful. I'm done. I want to reset. I'm over it. There was nothing innovative about the offense, especially at the end of the year. You couldn't beat Miami. You couldn't beat Tennessee. And that's disgusting. Yep. That is gross. All you had to do was beat Miami. We're not even talking about this game. If you beat Miami right now, we're sitting here probably talking about, unless the Titans upset the Chiefs too, we're probably sitting here talking about right now the Patriots versus the Chiefs. And it was going to be electric. It was going to be electric. I probably would have been a shit show if they played the way they played against the Titans. See, I think that if I think they would have beaten the Chiefs. I think they had the Chiefs number. I think they would have done it. But they could not get past. You couldn't get past the Disciples. The Disciples keep on beating Bill. Brian Flores beats Bill. Knocks it down to the three seed. Mike Vrabel beats Bill. Knocks it out of the postseason. Back-to-back weeks, too. Yeah. The, there's only... There's only one thing that really in the the running games got better too as as the season went on near the end. But that's because there's only there was one thing that really improved for the Patriots near the end of the season. The offensive line. Oh, the as offensive soon as I line, say when came back, it was better. Well, yeah, and, and as the as the weeks went on, it got better and better. It became solid. The right side was a little eh, it was a little shaky, but overall the offensive line really stepped up and in it sucks because the one guy who had a great season all year, Joe Tooney, you're probably going to lose him, especially if you pay Tom Brady this offseason. You're probably going to lose him this offseason because Joe Tooney, not going to be shocked if he gets, if he becomes the, the highest paid guard in football. Well, you got to look at Joe Tooney. You also have Kyle Van Noy, who's going to get uh, paid. Kyle Van Noy. I'm sick of that guy. What? what? No, you pay Kyle Van Noy. I am so I am so sick. No, I'm tired of Kyle Van Noy. The guy has to stop talking. He gave the Patriots mo is do not give the other team bulletin board material, and he did he called it the revenge tour. And the the Titans are talking about it immediately after the game. Even Logan Ryan was like, Stephon Gilmore doesn't talk like that. Tom Brady doesn't talk like that. Why is my boy Kyle Van Noy calling this a revenge tour? They were pissed off about that because Mike Vrabel knows he watched Bill. Mike Vrabel watched Bill. He knows how to get his team riled up. He knows to take Kyle Van Noy's wars and be like, they think this is a revenge tour. Let's go kick their ass. That motivates them. Tom Brady's little hype videos. That motivates them. They said they mentioned the hyenas at the the hyenas after the game. They Kyle Van Noy has to stop talking. It's 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 a, it's a serious problem for this. Well, guy. would you pay Brady or Vanoy? Brady. Mm. Mm. I'm so, I'm telling you, I'm over Vanoy. I think I'm over Brady. Was he was Vanoy even great that at the end of the year this year? I mean, better than some of your other options that you have. Yeah, well, I I just need Vanoy to stop talking. That guy loves to hear himself talk. He's over. He's always on social media. Last year after they win the Super Bowl, and it was it was kind of funny, but he went around like on this media circuit. He's there. He's leading the charge of the boogeyman T-shirts, the boogeyman like just play football. That's what the Patriots do. They play football and they win when they do that. And look what happens when you guys talk. You lose. You lose in the wild card round. First time since 2009. Hmm? First time since 2009. Now you brought up Tom Brady. Do you think he comes back next season? I don't see. So, yes, I don't want him to. Why? Because I just don't think they're going to support him. Like, if he comes back, if they pay him and he comes back, are they going to give him the weapons he needs, or are we going to watch another year like this? 
So I don't think because the defense isn't you're losing some guys. So is the defense going to be as good? I don't know. So are they going to provide now, my ideal scenario? Brady comes back potentially. And then you sign a guy like AJ Green, super low cost, have give him a weapon or two and you do one more year and then figure it out after that. Because I think Stidham could use another year, if not two, to not play. Yeah, I think I think Brady only comes back if he gets at least two years. So, the pro- see, that's where I'm like, I don't even know if I want to bother. Like, I, it sounds like he was hurt from what we're hearing, like between the tennis elbow and now a foot injury, apparently. Yeah. So, I don't know if that was part of it. And then at this age, if you're hurt, it gets, it's worse. But, I don't know. I look at it and go, maybe it's time to just rip the band-aid. The relationship isn't there. You have a chance to just use Stidham and let him play. with a D- You pay other guys and, and keep the rest of the cast together. I know I'm kind of taking for granted what Brady does, but maybe it's time to just move on, cut the cut the bait, and let Brady retire. I don't even think really that I don't think Tom Brady had a bad year. I don't think the guy looked that bad. He made some dime passes against um, in the wild card game against Tennessee. I think he, I blame more on his weapons. And don't get me wrong, Tom Brady took a step back. He wasn't good, but he was going this to year. like he's going to take a step back, but. Like when you look at guys who whose careers ended in their last season, you look at guys like Peyton Manning, like Brett Favre. They did not look good. They looked brutal. Peyton Manning that last season, he was throwing ducks. Peyton Manning had no arm strength left. Tom Brady still has zip on the ball. And I think if you gave him weapons who could get open, I think he would have looked better this year. And I think we wouldn't be having this conversation. I think a lot of people would be like, I want Tom Brady to be back. Because there was even that play, he ended up throwing, I think, 30 yards downfield. It got negated because Shaq Mason, ineligible man upfield. But Tom scrambled all the way to the right, had 10 seconds to throw the ball, and nobody was getting open. I think that was a massive problem for him this year. He had no targets that could get open. Even his favorite target, Julian Edelman, dropped 11 passes this year, league leading. And a wide open ball on on Saturday. Killed the Patriots season. Just saying. You you still had a chance at that point. You catch Julian that ball, Edelman. Was, they were driving. If he catches that yeah. ball, whole different ball game. They were looking good. Julian um, Edelman. Julian Edelman dropped the most critical pass of the season, and people aren't talking about it much. Oh well, because Brady's the front center. That's why. Edel, if any, if anybody took more of a step back, Edelman took more of a step back than Tom. Okay, but Edelman was like legit broken. Like you understand that. Like his shoulder. Like he couldn't lift his shoulder. Like he shouldn't even been playing. That's the, the he was hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have gotten this bye week and let him rest a little bit. But yeah. that still doesn't change the fact that he should have caught that ball. No, 100%. That, that ball was, like, in his letters, barely had to raise his arms. Like, that ball should have been caught. And I've seen a lot of people compare it to Welker in the Super Bowl when he dropped that ball. You, I mean, like, I, I kind of saw the comparison, but you can't because Edelman's caught massive catches. And as soon as he caught that ball in Atlanta, there's no more comparison, like, uh, against the Falcons. The, that, well, that, the Welker. The Welker, the Welker drop is just... Wolf, yeah, that's and that's that's in the Super Bowl. It's a totally different. Well, and that was a perfect season. Yeah, that yes, and, and I mean he did it in 2011 too. No, I know, but like that perfect season, he was open. Had a hand. Welker should have caught them. We're not going back to that. Do you ever do you ever go back and watch that last play or the the helmet catch play? No, it's not. It doesn't even exist in my mind. I don't know what you're talking. I, I watch it every once in a while, and every single time, I can't fucking believe. That they had Eli Manning in their hands. They had him for if the they sack. They sack him, it's over. They, they had his shoulder pad. And he got away and just chucked it. I if still... That, like, if that if he gets sacked, that game's over. You win. You know what's funny? 
I can totally picture you. You know, that's uh, I guess it is really a stupid movie. Fever Pitch, the old Red Sox movie. Yeah. Um, the scene where he's sitting in the room in the dark watching, watching the Buckner, the Buckner play. play. That's you watching the Tyreek <laughs> catch. I watch dark. it. I watch it all the time. It's unhealthy. It really it's unhealthy. Um, I think Tom Brady does come back next season. I really do. And do they pay him of, first or do they pay other guys first. So here's the thing. Part of it. The reason that I think he comes back is I don't think he ends his career on a pick six. I don't think I don't think his pride will allow him to do that. I don't see him going to play for another team. So if the Patriots and him can't agree, I think he'll retire at that point. But he's already told, per, per Jay Glazer, Brady said that he will not be taking a hometown discount this year. Now, he said that in years past. And here's the thing about that. I think you can convince him to, to take a little hometown discount if, not gonna be Belichick, and, if Belichick and Kraft are able to go get him weapons maybe first or promise him. Say, hey, Tom, we are going to get you the weapons that you need. We are absolutely going to get you those targets. And if we do that for you, come back on $23 million. 23, that's a lot of money. Come back on $23 million, play two more seasons. Here's a, here's a contract. We'll even give you the option. You can retire after this season if you want. You may, do they do player options in the NFL? I don't even know. Give them a player option. <laughs> I don't know. Give them a player option. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. Give him a player option at the end of the season. Do whatever you have to. But, and the thing is with Bill, too, I think Bill and Tom are going to work it out because I think Bill looks at this situation with Tom and goes, I don't really have any other options. Well, that's the thing. I think from a from a Tom Brady standpoint, he needs the Patriots. And from a Patriots standpoint, they kind of need Tom because they're not ready to move on yet because there are future quarterbacks playing this week in San Francisco. And now they're sitting back and going, I don't know what to do if we if if, if say Brady retires right if Brady retires what situation you're in you let Jared Stidham Jared play um, or Marcus Mariota Marcus Mariota Teddy Bridgewater like do you like any of the Ooh. things I'm offering up like yeah Teddy Bridgewater give me Teddy I think Teddy's the only one I'm okay with I like the idea of Stidham long term but Stidham's not ready I don't think so like maybe Teddy Bridgewater is the bridge quarterback but like I don't know and that's that's the thing too is if. Jimmy Garoppolo is still here as your backup quarterback. I think the Patriots move on. I oh, think the Patriots they should have moved. I mean, they shouldn't have because they won more Super Bowls. But I think if Jimmy G was still here, this this is a, this is a moot point. He's gone. Right. Jimmy if he G's was your- drafted later and he was, this is like his fourth season as the backup, third season as the backup. I think the Patriots move on from Tom, but they don't have Bill's thing. Bill's mo always is, I'm going to do what's best for the team. I'm going to put the best players on the field as possible. Right now, that's Tom Brady. You but if don't Jim have Jim G was here. If Jim G was here, that might be a different story. But right now, it's Tom Brady. <sighs> Could you uh, imagine if Jimmy G was still here? Because if you think about it, this, it, you it would, would be, be a totally different story. No, but you'd be, he'd be gone. Brady, I think Brady at this point would be gone. But you, I don't think anyone really cares much because you'd go, well, Jimmy G's legit, and he can play, and then you'd be good for. Look, look at what San Francisco built. They're going to be good for the next ten years. Like, uh, they're not good. They're not going anywhere. I mean, the Patriots were were a buy for an entire decade. So yeah, but that's different. The Patriots are. There's nobody who's going to be like the Patriots. Yeah, but if the, if Jimmy G stayed, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you be confident that they could be the one or the two seed every year with Jimmy G? Yeah, maybe. As long as, as, long as Belichick was here. Oh, the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If Belichick, oh, I, thought and, meant, I, meant, I thought you meant San Francisco. No, I mean I don't know. The coaching's the thing. I mean I I think Shannon's a good coach, but like if Belichick and had 
had Jimmy G here as a Patriot. They're in a similar spot of where they are with Brady. Now, not as good as Brady, but in the AFC, you could be a two-seed every year with Jimmy G. Yeah. They were 11-5 last year and were the two-seed. I think in the end, I think Brady comes back. I think Brady's the quarterback of the Patriots next season, probably for the next two seasons, because that's probably the only way that you get him back. And you're going to have to get him more targets, whether that's A.J. Green, like you said, whether that's uh, Austin Hooper. I think he's a free agent. Yeah, so is Hunter Henry. Eric Ebron, Hunter Henry, Eric Ebron. There's tight ends out there who are potential targets that the Patriots can get. Hunter Henry and Hooper are also young, so it would be a good fit long-term to give, like, say, Sidham. And Henry Henry has shown signs of being a Gronk-like player. Healthy. Yeah. All right, guys, before we move on, support for the Couch Guys Sports podcast and Couch Guys Sports comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, guys. We've all had issues. When I was younger, I thought that you had to use little little tiny scissors to do whatever you had to do down there. One time I clipped the sack, that was it. I was done. This guarantees no more nicks on the sack. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face that you use on your balls, guys. That's disgusting, you fucking animals. Manscaped also has the crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code COUCHGUY at manscaped.com. Again, that is code COUCHGUY for 20% off and free shipping. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Guys, get 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY again at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use promo code COUCHGUY. Jared and I already got the stuff. Fucking phenomenal. Amazing. Great products. No issues. Love it. The the ball deodorant and the toner. Great product. I mean, look at this. Look at this. Jared's got it. Now he's got a kid on the way. Like that's Heard the heartbeat today. Heard the heartbeat today. That's really happening. You do this, you have sex. You get manscaped, you have sex. The correlation's there. Jared's going to be a dad. Maybe you don't have to be a dad. Have, you can wrap it up. You, you can have still. protected sex. But still, the fact <laughs> of the matter is, this guy had sex <laughs> because of Manscaped. 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com, code couchguy. All right, so we're, we'll go over this one quick because I don't know if there's too much to talk about really here. So, cheaters! Red Sox caught sign stealing via the replay room. Report came out Tuesday via uh, Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drellick of The Athletic. So, there's a lot of details here. It's a very extensive report. It took me a long time to read. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But, so here's here's basically the gist. You read it? I read the whole thing. Good for you. Um... The whole thing is there reportedly are three anonymous, I guess you could say members of the 2018 Red Sox. What the report said, they were with the Red Sox. So three people who were with the Red Sox. Dave Dombrowski. Maybe somebody like Dave Dombrowski. Maybe like an Andy Burkett. Kill for uh, maybe Rick Porcello. Maybe maybe David Price. I don't know. That guy, <laughs> look, <laughs> if, if a report came out that was like David Price is the guy tipping. I'd be like, all right, that makes sense. Well, he, tipped, he tipped it just as hard as he tipped his pitches, and then we're good. Like, Jesus. If if they, if 
if they came out and said that David Price is the guy who's ratting out the Red Sox to reporters while he's still on the team, I'd be like, all right, you know what? That doesn't shock me. Really. <laughs> hey, 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 Eck, you like this one? Top this one, Eck. Yeah, we cheated. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be wild. Uh, get maybe me, Petey, guy, we cheated. Maybe a guy like Craig Kimbrell. I don't know. Somebody 2018 Red Sox World Series champion year. They are ratting on the Red Sox, telling the athletic, again, Evan Drellick and Ken Rosenthal, that the Red Sox were using the video replay room to steal sign sequences. And as the quote says in the story, it would go from replay room, replay room to the runner on base. Runner on base would then relay those signs very subtly to the batter. Now, a way they would do that is maybe face the outfield if, if maybe a breaking ball is coming. Maybe take your right foot off the bag first if a fastball is coming. Usually, it's this only worked when there are runners on base. So it's it's different from the Houston thing when Houston literally was telling the batter. And Altuve. Single. <laughs> the changeup's coming. I don't know how I don't know how nobody figured that out. That one's great. There was nobody on trash there, cans. No, no one yeah. on base. You're banging in the dugout. There was no suspicious. Like, What's that banging? See, this is why this is why I think the Red Sox is less of a big of a deal than it's not yeah. as big of a deal. It's it shouldn't be. Big of a deal. And okay, I know we're going into this, but John Tomasi, NBC Sports Boston now, right? Yeah, yep. Wrote an article today saying if the Red Sox really did this. They need to get the hammer put on them. Um, what about the Astros? So the Astros... <laughs> so the Astros... Altuve! Their punishment is coming down in the next two weeks. It better be worse than the Red Sox punishment. Whatever it's the Red Sox ends up being. It's it, absolutely going to be. But here's better. the thing. Rob Manfred, the Red Sox and the Yankees both got caught two years ago doing different things. The Red Sox was Apple Watchgate. John Farrell. Johnny F. The Red Sox, the MLB, was like, listen... From now on, if you get caught using electronics to steal signs, the punishment is going to be severe. The Red Sox were like, okay, we're not going to do it. Oh, we promise you we're not going to do it. They gave Rob Manfred, they absolutely told Rob Manfred, this will not happen again, boss. Listen, don't worry, man. We got you. You think that we would cheat again? We already got caught. We learned our lesson. Believe me. I mean, Turns out they did not learn their lesson. To be fair, it was John Farrell that learned his lesson in air quotes. That's Alex Cora, was, Alex Cora wasn't here. So here's the actual quote. Commissioner Rob Manfred said that he received, quote, absolute assurances from the Red Sox that they would not again engage in illegal sign stealing activity, adding that he had notified all 30 clubs that any future violations would be subject to more serious sanctions. So the Red Sox apparently were like, yeah, no, don't worry, guy. We got it. We'll take care of it. Ignored it completely. This is the MLB's statement from today. From... Uh, via all well, the story and uh, Nick Qualley at CLNSmedia.com. Nick Qualley, where the hell did you put it? Quote, the commissioner made clear in a September 15, 2017 memorandum to clubs how seriously he would take any he would take any future violations of the regulation regarding use of electronic equipment or inappropriate use of the video replay room. Given these allegations, MLB will, com- will commence an investigation into the matter. This is what the Red Sox had to say. We were recently made aware, yeah, recently, made aware of allegations suggesting the inappropriate use of our video replay room. We take these allegations seriously and will fully cooperate with MLB as they investigate the matter. Another very interesting part of this. 
a very big and key portion of the 2017 Houston Astros cheating scandal. In fact, some people are calling him a key player, a key role player. Current Boston Red Sox manager Alex Cora. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't even put that together. If somebody looks bad in this situation. It's Cora. It's Alex Cora. See, and that's the thing. I'm fine with Cora getting a harder punishment because now it looks like, well, now it looks like Cora kind of did both of them. If they decided, if they decided to suspend to Alex Cora, I'd believe I'd be okay with it. To be honest, I, it, I would, yeah, I would be fine with it because it's, it, yeah, two months maybe because it would kind of make sense. I mean, if he was a key role player in Houston and he's the manager of the team who got caught stealing signs via the replay room, yeah, well then. Sorry, you've been caught twice. I don't care if everybody else is doing it. And that's that's something that is also intriguing in this. There's no way everybody else is not doing this. You have the video replay room sitting there, steps away from the dugout. As the story said, as one of these sources said, it's like having a test with the book opened to the answers on the pages directly in front of you on the test. But you're not allowed to look at that book. The replay room is sitting right there. How do you not go in there? And here's the other thing about this the replay room that not a lot of people knew. I just assumed they had it monitored monitored before the 2018 postseason. They were unmonitored. Yeah, anyone could just stroll in. Anybody could just go into this room. <laughs> we just the like they've got film footage right there. Yeah. They, go look at the go check out the Yankees. Let's keep an eye on the Yankees, okay? Because look, they probably are cheating still too. Everyone is. Higher profile teams, they want to win a lot. The biggest thing to me that kind of furiates me is why couldn't you cheat better? Like in the like the Red Sox, the Patriots, like they're cheating. Red Sox got caught quickly. It's only a year later. Like cheat cheat better if you're gonna cheat. Don't get caught. They got rats. And Don't Evan Drellick is familiar with the situation. <laughs> hey, Evan Drellick. Friggin' Evan Drellick, he knows things. He was a Red Sox reporter. He was one of the best Red Sox reporters in the town. And what I want to know is, and this is an in-town conversation, why aren't the Celtics and Bruins doing anything? You don't hear any cheating coming out of the garden. Can you cheat the garden? Like, is that easy? Can you cheat in hockey? <laughs> can you like just like can you like play on rollerblades and melt the ice? Like, is that cheating? I don't how think many, I don't think you could really cheat. How can you gain an advantage in hockey and basketball? Just turn the ACs up. Can we go back to the Red Auerbach days and like just turn the heat up in, in the middle of the summer when they're playing like early games or I don't know. The only way, the only friggin' way that the sign stealing is going to happen throughout the throughout baseball, and that's the thing. Oh, it does all the time. Sign stealing is absolutely it's legal. You can steal signs in baseball. A lot of people just assume you can't. You're allowed to steal signs in baseball. The only thing is, you're not allowed to do to use electronics to do it. So Apple watches, cameras, TVs, and the Red Sox have now been caught twice breaking that rule. Yep. So sign stealing is obviously going to happen. And I guarantee you, most of the teams in baseball are doing this. They're using these these replay rooms because they're right there. And right after there. the 2018 postseason, they've been monitored. But again, as the source says in the story, you can get around those monitors. Sometimes they leave the room. They're not in there the entire time. They got to go to the bathroom. Sometimes they leave the room. Sometimes they're supporting your team. Sometimes they're rooting you on. You become pals with them. I think the word he used was you can have them in your back pocket. Maybe for a $20 bill, someone just walks away for a few minutes and goes to the bathroom. It's not a foolproof plan. For $50, maybe they'll take a number two and take a little longer. 
just put a porta potty in there. Put a urinal in there. <laughs> you take your shit before the game. You don't leave. You sit right here. It's that's the only way that you're going to stop teams. If you don't want to take replay out of the game and challenges out of the game like that, then the only way that you are going to stop this potential crisis, this sign stealing crisis, is by putting monitors in there, maybe two who are not going to let these guys do anything Thanks. other than look at the replays when it's necessary. Maybe we start taking bathroom shifts. Like bathroom shifts. Yes. Schedule. Get a little you Excel guys, going. Baseball suck my ass. You guys have so much money. You guys can pay a 30. You guys can pay 30 monitors, maybe 60. You know, you know, this reminds me of is the old uh, Dorito dink football deflate gate guy yeah. brought the footballs in the bathroom. Maybe you shouldn't have done that one yeah. either there, pal. So I'm sure we're going to get more information on this, but there's really not too, too much out there right now. Uh, as, the, as the punishments start coming down, it's, it's got to be a harsh penalty. It's the only way that you're going to send it. You have to send a message to the rest of baseball and say, hey, we're not going to fucking tolerate this. Cut the bullshit. My question is, when does Belichick have like a conference call with Cora? Hey, this is how you deal with cheating. <laughs> Bro, they're probably doing it right now. Deny, 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 snort. Deny, 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 <laughs> snort. They're probably doing it right now. Roll back in their faces. You didn't do it. You did it, but you didn't do it. Got it? Good. It's it's gar- I guarantee you it's going on right now. Yeah, just uh, tell them you didn't do it. And uh, just <laughs> be a narcissistic prick to the media no matter what. And uh, don't give them much information. You'll get through it. I won six championships here. <laughs> Cheating. It's okay. All right. Couch Couch Sports Podcast. Cheaters! Episode number 140 in the books. 140 episodes. Holy shit. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally, producer, Patty P. Guys, do your thing. Rate and subscribe on iTunes. Visit the website. Follow us on everything. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Follow us on it all. At Couch Guys Sports on the podcast. Also has a Twitter as well. And then follow us on Twitter too. Guys. Support the show, rate and subscribe, and if you're watching on YouTube right now, hit that subscribe button right now. Nick Qualley, Jared Scally, producer Patty P, episode number 140 of the Couch Guy Sports Podcast in the books. We'll talk to you again. Thanks for listening.